So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Steven. And James of Rollover White. And we're asking some questions today about the new single, My Regards. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Thank you so much uh, for saying that. It's It's been great, you know. Um, that one was, was specifically was one that we were very eager and excited to get out because... I mean, personally, it's my favorite song that we have written, and I've been telling people that since the start. Um, but it was definitely a different vibe and a switch up from the songs that people were used to and the other ones that people have heard. Um, so it was really kind of a fresh new um, thing. And uh, I was just super excited that we got some good reception on it and people seem to be digging it so far. So I'm happy about that. Oh, yeah. Love sure. That. It bangs. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the single name or cover art? Um, I, the single name uh, kind of just came with that lyric, you know, in the chorus, these are my regards, we fall apart, you know, um, the song really, it's, it was, that was definitely one of the most personal songs from a writing standpoint, I would say, from these new collections of songs that are on this new album that is coming out very soon. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a very therapeutic, uh, you know, sort of process writing that. And there was, there was a lot of things in that specifically, like me and Issa kind of wrote those parts together, um, our other singer, Issa. Um, but uh yeah, it was very um, reflective of like things that were going on at that time. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I mean, when you listen to the lyrics, it's pretty self-explanatory, um, you know, kind of about a relationship where you love someone and but you're realizing that maybe they aren't good for you anymore mm -hmm. and you have to like m make a tough decision and almost yeah. come to the terms that like this isn't going to work like it's gone too far mm -hmm. um anyway but the single uh art james i don't know do you uh i basically uh, i the bass player in our band emmett had a girl who lives down the hall her name's ella and mm -hmm. i we're at this point where we're like oh dude we gotta just put this song out like it's it's, it's way too long and it's just i went to emmett and i said all right so your friend ella i'm gonna put all my trust into her to do what she wants and what she hears. And I think that's really cool when someone does something that comes from someplace that's real. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes. Like the first draft we got, I was like, yes, I'm so happy she's doing something that she wants to do. And it's not us telling her what she's hearing or whatever. Yeah. So I think it, it wasn't intentional. And I think with such a personal song coming with, like coming from such a real place, both lyrically and instrumentally, like that complements it so well, you know? Yeah, for sure. totally. Uh, you guys mentioned an album. Let's talk about that for a second. What can you tell us about it? And it's 10 yeah, songs. It, 10 songs? <laughs> okay, got... how long is it? Do you know the length, James? I, uh, without, I honestly like, don't know the length. <laughs> it's got to be a little over it's got to be close to 35 minutes, I think. Mm -hmm. I would say I 35 minutes. Yeah. It's probably but, longer. Um, yeah. it's It's been a process for sure, trying to get this out. Um, and some of these songs on the album, like the first single that we released, Dolly, which came out back in November, we had written that back in 2019, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. uh, and then it took 
two years to finally get it out. Um, but you know, the whole process of the album was amazing and it was a blast and we're very excited to, for people to hear the whole collection. We're still nailing down a specific date right now and just working on some of the art and sort of the promo aspects of that. But, um, yeah, definitely. You follow all of our socials and stuff, all over white, Instagram, Facebook, like you'll, you'll see the updates of when that's coming for sure. All right. But Exciting I'm stuff. I'm excited for everyone to hear. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this track? Um, it I think... started with you. It started with yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Well, it's probably the oldest, like that intro, like line is probably the oldest thing that was floating around, right? And this was predating our first EP. And all of us were like, yeah, that's great. But what are we going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. And we're not one of those bands that is going to like try and force a song out of something because if yeah. we're not feeling something, we're not going to, we're not going to put our best effort in. Yeah. We yeah. don't and finish it, it. We don't finish something if we're like all not in it. You know what I mean? Like we'll just, but this was, sorry to interrupt James, but this was definitely like one that like it, it, it took some, some messing around with. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like an easy process. It wasn't something that flowed right away. We kind of went through James, you and Kev went through different versions and stuff. Yeah. Kevin, I had like Kevin, our keyboard player and I had like this really big night in the middle of summer. Like I just graduated high school reflecting on like big transition in life. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you have, you have all, all this stuff, like you're so concrete and you think you're on top of the world and you're so excited to go do these new things. And then that two week mark hits before you leave and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Like mm-hmm. you have all your friends from back home and you're like sitting there and you're reflecting with one of your brothers and you're like, dude, like who are going to be the people in my life forever. Right. Mm-hmm. And that kind of mindset is where that, writing comes from like it isn't just like like yes it's also like yeah this sounds so cool but like if it has that extra oomph to it i'm like yeah like this is it like fucking we got something here yeah for sure and it was mm-hmm. probably just six like six hours back and forth talking like oh this is going to be so weird like you're not going to be 10 minutes away from me you're going to be far away now like mm-hmm. what's our relationship going to look like Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're intentionally writing. We're just sitting there shooting the shit. And all of a sudden we're like, I think we got it yeah. just from talking. I like that. And then we, br- and I remember, we brought it to the band. Yeah. I remember him showing me because that, that, that original intro riff is something that, you know, for like just as a disclosure, like James has a vault of guitar riffs on his phone that is – not shy of probably thousands of riffs. The kid, <laughs> oh, good God. The kid, the kid just spews out amazing riffs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he has them all in his voice memos. And I remember he would send me a lot of them. We'd be like, oh, this could be cool to work on. And that was one that I loved. That dun, 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 dun. And I was like, all right, we really have to do something with that. And then I remember he came, but we were just stuck. We just had the riff. We didn't really know what to do. And then he came with that extra section that he wrote with Kev. And we were. that's when we realized, okay, this is finally starting to, to congeal and gel into a real song, into a real track. And then the lyrics came and, and then, yeah, the rest, the rest was history. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so I want you two to tell us your favorite lyric off this track and the meaning behind it. Oh, Oh, Gosh, that's tough because I, I oh. like a lot of, I like a lot of lyrics from this specific track. 
like mm-hmm. I said, like this is my favorite one. Yeah. James, do you have one? Oh, I'm following the lyrics up. Dude. <laughs> I, I yeah. have these somewhere. Yeah, I do. Come on. Where is it? All right. You know what? I'm just going to paraphrase because I, I'm not going to dig through my phone yeah. right now. <laughs> the, the, I don't know what about the comment about having white hair. and I was going to say that, that too. And that hits home. Cause I've got patch white hair in my head. So do I. That's why that's <laughs> yeah. where the lyric came from. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think that we, we wrote the, cause like I knew that about you and I think like you knew that about me too. And like, that's where yeah. that lyrical idea came from. Cause I actually do. And you actually do too. It, it works so well. That, I think the that's lyric, the one. The lyric that he's talking about is, uh, uh, you got some gray that's showing in your hair and mine is white as snow, but you don't care. Mm-hmm. And it's like just implying like, yeah, you're you you may be stressed and like you talking about how you feel stressed and I hear you, but you have no idea what I'm feeling. Even like even though it's so evident, you're just like ignoring that. Like that's kind of the the idea behind that line. Um, and that's that's one that I really like. That's yeah. one that hits home, dude. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Every time. It's a really good lyric. I love that. Uh, so can you tell us where your headspace was at while you guys were writing this track? It was it was it was emotional. Like it's you know, we had to dig deep to to write some of these lyrics and like I kind of said like some of our writing like it's all every writing is personal of course to mm-hmm. to some degree, but this one felt extra personal specifically from like my experiences but i also know that me and james were going through some difficult relationship stuff at that time and i just think that that's why it worked so well when we were writing because we were all like really felt on the same page and you know we all it just it just it just worked i don't know it just it's tough to describe something like that that just just happens like the like I said, like the song structure was something that we had to hash out, but the mm. writing was pretty natural, like from a lyrical standpoint. Um, I don't know. It's, it was, yeah, it was emotional though, for sure. Like trying to, you know, think about some stuff that, that was happening and trying to process that and put it into words. But definitely. I don't know. What about you, James? I, you said it beautifully and I kind of alluded it to it earlier when I said like big transition period and yeah figuring out who the people in your life are that are important and boiling mm-hmm. down that feeling and really mm-hmm. putting your all into something like that right yeah I think that's the that's what I love about some of the music that we do you know like that's why I love our record it's like like, yeah, we had our EP where you've got like high school youth, it's all fun. And then this stuff, it's, it's definitely more analytical and it follows a very certain narrative and you kind of, like, it's not very apparent at first, but I don't know, the more I sat with it and the more I listened to it, I was like, well, shit, I can remember every single time we wrote these songs and exactly what was going on. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's, like I hold on to that so like closely, you know. Yeah. And this is one of those songs that's just like, is am I gonna break down while listening to this in the car? Or am I gonna yeah. just not bob my head and keep going? Right? I don't mm-hmm. know. It's one great. thing I'll one thing I will add though is that I I also love 
I love the outro of the song because it kind of symbolizes, or at least to me, it makes me feel like like brighter things are ahead. Like it's it's a solemn song and it's it's emotional, but like that sort of outro, it just feels and brings like more of a lighter side to the ending. And just it just for me, it kind of you know symbolizes like there's hope. I don't know, <laughs> but Getting I love the off the shoulders. Yeah, it's like yeah. all right, this won't last forever. The pain or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love that so much. So, how do you guys recommend your fans to listen to this track for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, in the dark with headphones on? Should they blast at a party, work out to it? What do you guys personally recommend? I don't want to tell anyone what I would Ah. do, but (laughs) no. But if if I had to, um, yeah, I would definitely say dark room, crying, rain, (laughs) LED lights. Sorry, oh, vibe. So the James vibe. <laughs> yeah, James yeah, vibe. yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but if you want to, if you want to listen to it while you're pumping iron in the gym or at the party, mm-hmm. by all means, I, I, I support that. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're listening to it. Exactly. Um, exactly. So this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this single for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Both of you have to do it. Okay. All right. James, you want to go first? Yes, I would say, oh my goodness. All right. I would say moody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say that it's self-reflect, self-reflective one word or is that two? Hyphen it. Hyphen. Hyphen it. Hyphen it. Like that. That's a good one. That's a lot of self-reflection. And I would say that it's heavy, like. I think that's my top three right there. There you go. And now yeah, Stephen has to come up with some better ones. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to think right now. I have one for sure. Um, it's quick. Top your yeah, head, come on! I don't Let's think go. too hard. All right, I'll, I'll give you one at least that I that I know for sure. Vulnerable okay. is one that I would describe, and like someone asked me recently like how they would describe like the new stuff and i said vulnerable but this song specifically is feels very vulnerable and you know it's not it's yeah like i said it's 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 emotional and it's it's emotional it's it's vulnerable and it's yeah i don't know i love self-reflective like james said i'm gonna take that from him and i'll use that (laughs) we'll let it we'll let it slide exactly we'll let it slide thank Mm -hmm. you (laughs) So, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have while going through this track? You know, I I think, you know, kind of everyone can kind of um, probably relate to it to some extent if they've been through some sort of, you know, relationship that has, that, you know, has been, has caused turmoil or something like that. like I kind of described it, like from my stand, like from my standpoint and James's standpoint, um, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm getting lost now. James, save me. <laughs> I thought you were going strong. Yeah, you're just doing like, great. basically think... like anyone who's been in a relationship like that, who, 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 who may need the courage to speak their mind about like what they feel they want or they need in a relationship. 
you know um that's just one way to look at it there's so many different ways like people who have listened to this song i i think i love it because it's resonating in many different ways that i couldn't even imagine have imagined it could it was resonating with people um but i love that you know so but yeah that's just that's just what i would say that was a good answer <laughs> that was Thanks, bro uh, so what band artist influence do you can hear the most on this track, if any? Oh my goodness, it's Foo Fighters, Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace. Yeah, 100%. yeah, that's I, the I biggest so. one. I know you can really hear, you can really hear like Emmett's sort of like like our bass player Emmett's uh, sort of like Radiohead influence on that little bass tag that he does at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that feels like kind of Radiohead esque to me, and he's he's loves them and i think you can really hear that bleed through um i'm trying to think it's it's funny because when people say like describe your music we usually have like set bands but this because this song is such an outlier Mm -hmm. um i mean it still feels cohesive with the rest of the album but like just it was just different from what we've the heavier stuff that we made so Mm -hmm. um but yeah james said echo sounds patience and grace the foo fighters album that's definitely a good comparison we both adore that album, so and it has an amazing mix of rock and a co- beautiful acoustic and emotional stuff. So, yeah, I just think of that song "Statues" on that record. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, that makes sense. There yeah. it is. Yep, "Statues" by Foo Fighters. That's definitely that's one of my favorites for sure. Hell yeah! Perfect. Uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop, you're going in. What is your snack of choice? Oh, that's, that's tough man dude um, you're you're just full of shit that's that's so easy for, for you or for me that's such an easy choice all right what are you taking what are you taking dude i how many choices do i have like one or two like do i get a i'm guessing one and? right no you gotta get one thing man you gotta get one we'll let you we'll let you wash it down yeah, if you're getting something right, right. salty, you can't just leave there without a drink, man. You'll be dying. Dude, I'm, exactly. I'm getting at least, I'm going to get like almonds or something. Maybe mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. trail mix if I want some sugar in my blood. And then, and then maybe a water. There you go. Maybe a water. All right. All right. You're you're boring. Uh, I'm getting candy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bounce yeah. off the walls of the van. <laughs> to be honest, though, I probably will get like sour patch watermelon or something like that yeah, i know that that's not gonna fill me up but if i want like a little snack and like a candy like i want something sweet i'm mm-hmm. going for sour patch watermelon and i might go for a water also to be honest because you gotta stay hydrated out there when we're playing gigs we usually go through gallons so <laughs> you got a problem with that man yeah i drink a lot of water before shows and then it usually results in me having to run to the bathroom right after the show but you know it's a good problem to have though yeah <laughs> for, the, that for than... the vocals you know yeah. exactly yeah exactly so um so where do you guys see the band in the next five years oh my god great question um you know i just hope when this album comes out you know we, we can expand our our fan base because we we have a great fan base right now that's extremely loyal which i love about that um and but i would love to you know see that expand and just really show the our new fans and also our older fans like how like 
how much potential we have and like how much else we can do because this record really musically like ex- ex- is an expansion from the first EP and um, it really shows like just more of a attention to detail and introspective side of us and I, I'm excited for people to hear what else you know we have in store because we're constantly evolving as a band I, I'd say so but yeah I'm just excited to expand the fan base Hell yeah. sure. I just want to be on a in a van uh, yeah, that's with right. a with a bag of romaine lettuce, some mm. like a carrot and some dressing, and bouncing place bag to salads. play. Bag salads, exactly. Yep, <laughs> you know it. And style. just do that. And right now, the what it's looking like is we're gonna have this record out, and we're gonna have some dates lined up for the summer across, mm. which is nice. It's definitely a lot of work being independent and you're doing it all yourself while fumbling everything else that comes with being a student and also having this double life of living music, right? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, sure. it's tough, yeah, for sure. But, but yeah. But yeah. We're definitely Eat excited like to shit like... shit in the van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're definitely okay. excited, like, in, in, in terms of uh short term like we're like james was saying like we're definitely excited to play like more like kind of down the east coast and and stuff like that and like play a lot of shows coming up this summer like when the album comes out so yeah yeah yeah. sounds great excited for you guys (laughs) yeah thank you very much (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, so for these last couple questions we're actually going to shift away from music if that's okay with you guys beautiful awesome Awesome. we're actually going to go straight to death row boom so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Okay. Mm-hmm. Someone asked me this kind of recently and, and I forget what I said. Who's asking these questions? <laughs> Someone who's or, or, when not I say a lot recently, to talk about. When I say recently, I mean like it was probably like a year ago, but I, time okay. is not at this point now. So yeah. Um, I mean... Honestly, I'm, I mean, orange soda is like, I don't drink it a ton, but like, I, that's like probably my favorite drink. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I love orange soda and like, it's my last meal. Like, screw it. I'm going to have a giant thing of orange soda. Exactly. And probably like a big, like chicken parm or something <laughs> like from like a really nice, there's a chicken parm I had when we went to New York, uh, like when the band went to New York a couple years ago, I had an amazing chicken parm at this at this uh restaurant in what was it like uh like the little italy section of the city they have i forget mm-hmm. but it was amazing and i would literally have that as my last meal okay perfect uh, i don't have a drink preference i'd probably just have a water and then oh my, my mom's home cooker which is great your or... mom is an amazing cook yep that is true and then maybe if I can't have that, then I'm just going to have a pizza and call it a day. Doesn't matter where. Just get it. All Enjoy right. it. Solid. Uh, Solid. So if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Easy. In the Star Wars universe. There you go. Easy. <laughs> Easy. That sound, sounds a little chaotic, bro. You have to keep your wits about you, I feel like. So many battles. Dude, I feel like, dude yeah. I kick ass. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Just whip out your lightsaber. You're good. Um, oh God, this is tough. 
I prob uh ah damn. This is a good question. Dude, you'd live in the MCU. Come on, man. The MCU would be really cool to live in for sure. Except you'd live in fear of being disintegrated every five seconds. Yeah, that's true. True. Yeah. Me and James are are both uh, big MCU nerds, so I would I would yeah I'd probably take that. (laughs) That's fair. Who are uh, your favorite uh, Avengers, by the way? Oh God, that's that's such a. I mean, I love Thor, of course. Okay. I love the whole. I love the big three. I love each one of them for different reasons. Cap, Iron Man, and Thor. They're they just hold holds a special place in my heart for sure. I'm def I like Thor 100%. And I love RDJ, but liking RDJ is like, all right, we get it. You like vanilla <laughs> ice cream? Come on, no! <laughs> offended. I'm, I'm personally offended. I don't. I did not like that I'm, answer. I'm not. I'm not dissing RDJ. It's just vanilla. I mean, it, it's like you're supposed to love them. Oh, they good. made Thor so cool in like the last few films, and I just I adore it. That's fair. Me too. Me too. I respect it. So I picked my favorite one. It's Thor out of the big three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I actually have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Oh, no. What is your favorite color? Ooh. Mm. I'd have to Hello. go. I- Really? Blue. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I didn't I didn't know that about you. Hmm. Has it always been blue? Yeah. Wow. I have blue guitar picks, a blue guitar. That's I have true. blue eyes. True. There you go. You'd have a lot of blue things. Um yeah. this like changes a lot for me, but ever since the band started, pretty much, I would have to say that red is my favorite color. I mean, huh? that's like a huge theme of the of the band color, but I mean, I, I really like was wearing my red bands, like, and most of my school things are in front of me are red. That's the go-to color that I go to when I want to buy stuff. I don't know. I just love it. Fair I'd have to say red. I'd have All to right. say red. It's a based color. Uh, <laughs> so as Gloria said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys like to plug? Um, we have a bunch of songs out right now. If you want to check them out, that's great. If you don't, that's also okay. <laughs> we like making music. And if you like finding music that's not your typical like mainstream stuff and like goofy guys who like to talk about Marvel and shit, like come check us out. Hell yeah. I mean, Dolly, I don't know. Dolly and my regards are out now. Go listen to those on every We got other platform. songs too, but we like these yes. ones. These are the yeah. new guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow all the social media stuff. You know, we're on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and stuff. So. Yeah, and Steven is low-key a TikTok celebrity now. Oh, God, I wouldn't <laughs> say TikTok celebrity. <laughs> on the TikTok grind, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Guys. Thank you guys Thanks so much. That was, that was a blast. Of course. Thank you for sound. This guy's been Rollover White, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.